Ah, the old continental breakfast, a staple of every mid-range hotel the world over. There isn't too much to it. Some pastries, a bit of fruit, juice, coffee, maybe some boiled eggs, and possibly cheese if you're lucky. Sounds pretty basic. Now, as basic as it may be, the idea of a free breakfast has probably led to you choosing one hotel over the other at some point. I know I've chosen hotels based on whether they served a free continental or not. Now, as you sat there sipping your stale coffee, eating pastries made months before in some far-off factory, have you ever pondered why it's called a continental breakfast? Have you ever thought about the origins of this weird little hotel offering? As I'm sure you've already guessed, I have. And that's why I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and today we are taking a look at the brief history of the Continental Breakfast. The term Continental Breakfast didn't really come into being until the mid-19th century. But to fully understand why it is called Continental, we have to go back a few decades before that to jolly old England. Now, I'm sure most of you listening to this have heard of the full English breakfast. It generally consists of eggs, toast, beans, bacon, and roasted tomatoes and mushrooms. It is a calorie-dense, carb-loaded way to start your day. Now, prior to the Industrial Revolution, the majority of people were working jobs doing heavy physical labor. And this type of work burns a lot of calories, so the workers needed to intake a lot of calories. Hence, the full English. But the Industrial Revolution created less physically demanding jobs and a middle class that for the first time in history had expendable income to some extent. And this meant that middle class people were starting to travel for the first time. The price of a hotel at the time included room and board, so food and shelter. But with the onslaught of middle class travelers from mainland Europe to England, tastes changed a little. Most Europeans weren't accustomed to the big British style breakfast that was on offer. Uh, with their accommodations, and this led to two main changes. The first change was that rather than including the price of all three daily meals and the cost of the room, only breakfast was included. This allowed guests the freedom to dine wherever they'd like without feeling as though they weren't getting their money's worth at the hotel. It also allowed the hotels to charge less for the rooms, which led to more people being able to afford them. The second change was that rather than serving the full English for breakfast, the hotels opted for a more European offering. As is common in many European countries, a lighter breakfast of pastries, fruit, and cheese was served. Now, This also meant that the hotels could run their breakfast with next to no staff, lowering their costs further. Now, Eventually, as European travelers started making their way to North America, this trend of a smaller breakfast came with them to the hotels that they were staying in. Then, at some point in the mid-19th century, exactly when isn't clear, the term continental breakfast was used in the U.S. for the first time. Now, in England, then as today, they refer to mainland Europe as the continent. And so, the continental breakfast is really a European breakfast. Now, I would imagine the name came from some British traveler or hotelier just offhandedly saying, oh yeah, that's a continental breakfast or something along those lines, and the term took off, over the, and over the next 150 years or so, it would spread around the world to thousands of hotels and millions of travelers. So the next time you're staying in a mid-range hotel, dining on a stale croissant, drinking coffee that has been sitting out for a few hours, think about the tradition that you were taking part in. 
from the newly minted middle class that rose from the Industrial Revolution all the way through history until today. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in Five, and this has been the brief history of the Continental Breakfast. Thank you, as always, for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And of course, you can like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, and you can leave it a rating on iTunes if you'd like. I know that a few people have done that and I really appreciate it. Uh, and tell your friends about it. That does it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food in Five. Until then, I hope that you have a great Tuesday, everybody. I'll see you then.